everybody, get ready for Foodie and the Beast with David and Nikki Nellis. A foodie born and bred, my wife Nikki loves chatting up chefs, dining out, and insider industry buzz. And my husband David thinks a great meal is nothing but a good burger, a frosty brew, and a check for under $20. Because he is cheap. Well, maybe so, but foodie married beast anyway. And together we've got the food and wine variety show that has everyone talking. It's Foodie and the Beast, and we are on now. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Foodie and the Beast with David and Nikki Nellis. You're just mean. I am. Uh, Before we get started, I want to do a shout-out to our friend Paul Rigg, our new brother from Mm -hmm. Ireland who's listening with our old friend Anna. She's not old. Don't say that. No, she's not that old. She's 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 a babe. Are you kidding? (laughs) So we got a great show today. Um, Ashok Bajaj, who's founder and CEO of Knightsbridge Restaurant Group, which is Rasika and Rasika West End and the Oval Room and Bibiana and, uh, and, and like, I don't even know how many more. Is in. He well, is, if you read the information, you well, would know I, how I, we, We're doing an intro. I'll okay. get into that. Okay. Give me a break and be quiet, <laughs> first of all. Uh, but Ashok is the recipient uh, of this year's the 2017 Duke Zebert Award from the Restaurant Association of Metropolitan Washington, and that is a major award. Named for a major guy. We'll talk about that. And in from, uh, actually, Clyde's, Dave, you're managing director at Clyde's, right? I am. All right. Dave Moran is in, but he's in really representing RAMW to say nice things about Ashook because, <laughs> I mean, somebody some, has to. let's face it, somebody has to. <laughs> right. Right. Okay. And have you heard about Dot Spot yet? Well, if you haven't, I heard you're she gonna... was having it looked at. Is that... <laughs> no. <laughs> Dot Spot is going to be the go-to Southern breakfast pop-up happening in D.C. in June. I'm not going to spill all the details yet, but we do have uh, J.P. Sabate and Drew Porterfeld in, who are going to give us the 411. Looking spiffy, by the way. Yeah, they do. All of them. Okay. All right. Are we do- am I doing lamb jam? You can. Lamb jam is back. Yeah. June 5th at Eastern Market. If you don't know it, it's a it's How could a, it's, you not know it's it? It's all lamb all the time. Well, you could not You're know not gonna it. You're not going to do lamb like the way you should do it. Lamb jam. <laughs> yeah. um, is that how I should do it? <laughs> yes. All right. But Matt LeVere is back. I'm not going to do that. Matt is from the Urban Butcher, and we've known Matt since he was almost in diapers, starting out as a butcher. Um, uh, now Urban he's butcher. engaged. Now he's, but now he's a, a huge award winner. Yes. Are you engaged? Okay. Yes. Yay. Oh, you, oh, look, you finally got the ring. Okay. Yeah, I noticed the bruises on his face, but... Um, <laughs> So, so, so Lamb Jam is June 5th. That's not sexist. Lamb Jam is due June 5th uh, at Eastern Market. Matt's in. He is the butcher's butcher. He's going to be talking about what he'll be doing at Lamb Jam. Mm -hmm. Uh, Lamb Jam is sponsored by the American Lamb Board, blah, blah, blah. So, now, Lubanzi. This is a great story. Lubanzi is a a collection of South African wives. Wines. Wines. Well, we had wine yesterday. Wines. <laughs> and they got a dual mission because South African wines are great, and uh, they want to expose that and South African culture to all of us. But they're also making a difference in the lives of the folks who actually live and work on South Africa's wine farms who cultivate those wines. Walker Brown, who is a very interesting guy, <clears throat> is co-founder of Cape Venture Wines and Lubanzi, and he's in to talk to us all about it. And we're going to tell you who Lubanzi was, my favorite part and of the story. And we've got drinks being made in studio because if you don't know, yeah, everybody ready for the drinks? Let's go. Because uh, we have in with us today Brett Robeson. He oversees Tacoma Park's uh, Republic's beverage program, right? Yeah. And he's going to be making cocktails throughout the show. And they're nominated as Beer Program of the Year. Right, exactly, Amazon. which is why they're in studio today. So I we're going to get into that in just a little bit. But first, we got to talk to Mitch Berliner at Bethesda Central Farm Market and hey, find Mitch. out what's at the market today. What is happening at the markets today? 
Well, thank you for uh, having us again. We really, really appreciate it. It's always a pleasure to be with Foodie and the Beast. Mm -hmm. And um, let me give you the lineup. Uh, we have over six varieties of strawberries. It's uh, strawberry palooza mm -hmm. at all of our markets in Bethesda, Mosaic Today, Saturdays at the Pike and Rose location. Well, what's the difference uh, between the strawberries, Mitch? Like, what's people don't understand that. What's the big difference? Well, you know, unfortunately, since things have become so domesticated, for lack of a better word, mm -hmm. um, everybody thinks there's one kind of chicken and one kind of this and one kind of that. There are many varieties. There used to even be more varieties. So we have farmers that plant uh, strawberries that would never, ever end up in conventional uh, food channel of distribution because they don't, you know, last for five years. Right. And um, so we have Chandler's and we have all different sizes. Um, the only thing they have in common is they're fresh, local, and delicious. And um, That's what so you and I have in common. Yeah, right. Okay. Um, this shows <laughs> for children. Let's behave. Okay. So anyway, um, we have our fishmonger continues to have some of the first soft shells of the season. And the very first caught wild ivory salmon, which is really spectacular. Mm. You know, all in all, we have over 200 farmers and artisan food producers. We have uh, Wadeca Brewery down here today at Twin Valley uh, for, um, Distillery for all the people that are over 21, and those with uh, fake IDs can also visit. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. We got it. Um, and um, so it's just great, and I want to remind everybody that next week, of course, is Memorial Day. And we are the Central Farm Markets, your headquarters for picnics. Do your own. So you guys are open yeah. next week. You're open for Memorial Day? Yes, thank you. We are open all the time unless it snows about eight inches or more. Uh, I don't okay, think tell, it's every, tell everybody where they can find you, Mitch. The easiest thing, thank you, is go to centralfarmmarkets.com. That's centralfarmmarkets.com. Plural.com. Well, we'll you can find the, out about the markets. We'll be there next week. We'll see you next week, Mitch. We are excited to host you. Okay. And, and Thank Mitch, you again. Well, I miss and you, Mitch. Congratulations. <laughs> Bye, Mitch. Congratulations to Ashuk, because that guy is Yeah, he is. Top. He is. Oh, you should see him preening now. <laughs> this is great. All right. Thanks, buddy. All right. Take care. All right. Thanks right. for having me again. Okay. Bye-bye. So, Brett, you're nominated for a Rammy with your beer program, Give us a quick 411 on Republic and why your beer program is a standout. Well, you should say first and foremost, I mean, it's Jeff Black's restaurant in Tacoma Park. I think Park. I said that. I don't think you did. So I'm saying it again. Okay, it's Jeff Black's restaurant in Tacoma Park. Yeah, so it's a uh, good morning. Good morning. <laughs> good morning. Look how polite he is. You're so well brought up. That's uh, great. My mom would be happy to hear yeah, that. She, I, she's listening now. Um, yes, she is. So uh, I used to work in D.C., where beer um, sourcing and purchasing is kind of a free-for-all. Uh, going into Montgomery County, I quickly realized It's a whole other animal in Montgomery County. Yeah, it definitely is. Um, and so I was, like, not content with that answer, uh, made friends with Julie Verratti of Denison's Brewing Company, and then her and I started working with legislators to repeal the laws. She's amazing. Yeah, she's been she's in here. Been, she's a she's ball awesome. of fire. Yeah, yeah. She's, a, she's a good friend of mine. Mm -hmm. um, and so basically, uh, July 1st, 2014, Republic carried Southside Rye, and that was the first ever uh, self-distributed beer in Montgomery County. Cool. So uh, Julie and I made a little bit of history there, and um, the whole premise of our program centers around working with very small breweries and 
uh, buying only self-distributed beer. Um, so we kind of work as... Is it uh, that hard? Uh, definitely adds... I mean, you have amazing relationships, obviously, to make that happen, but not working with a distributor who can come in with a whole variety of beers in one shot as opposed to meeting well, individual beer makers all the time. Well, the real... I mean, the question is, do the patrons get it? They do. They do? They do. And, they appreciate um, the work. Yeah, I mean, it's listed on our menu, like 100% self-distributed. Um, we actually have a big beer festival every year to kind of commemorate the progressive um, law changes that are happening in Montgomery right. County. Oh. Well, let me jump in. You're going to be on throughout the show. Yes. You're going to make a beer cocktail here now. We want to move on to a shook, but what are you going to be making for us? <clears throat> I'm actually going to shift gears. I'm going to start with a beer. Okay. <laughs> I forgot to bring ice in. So I'm going to kick off with, um, appropriately relevant, though, is the Denizens Born Bohemian. Perfect. Um, since we brought Julie up, give her a shout again. Um, Born Bohemian is a Czech-style pilsner. Um, what I really appreciate about it... You can going. just tell, just tell us quickly. Oh, yeah. It's just uh, very few breweries decide to make a lager beer um, when they're of a certain size. So oh. it's really All right. awesome. All right, great. You get to pouring that, and we are going to well, get to a Well, let's get to a shook. shook. So... And Dave. Very, and Dave, but very briefly, Duke Zebert is a legend. He's passed on now, was a legendary. Uh, I mean, I grew up in D.C. There used to be five places to eat, and Duke's was always at the top of the list. I mean, but like a, a long, long time ago. Back when Lincoln was in the White right. House. <laughs> yeah. I don't know, many people don't know this, but he was a Republican. Did you? <laughs> Anyways, um, uh, I mean, it was a steakhouse, basically, but it's where everybody hung out. The Redskins hung out there. You know, Larry King. Uh, Larry King, Shirley Povich. I mean, it was legendary. And so to name an award after him is, and to honor people with it is to say you are in that in that restaurateur hall of fame. And Ashok Bajaj is a 2017 Duke Zebert Award winner. Yay! Dave Moran from Clyde's. Dave is a managing director there, is here representing RAMW. And let's talk about it. Well, let's start with Dave. I mean, Dave, yeah. what is this award and why is it? I mean, we know why Ashok deserves to be honored, yep. but what is the Duke's Who did he pay to get it? <laughs> exactly. Well, so I'm, I'm the gala chair of the Rammy, so I'm part of this committee that actually talked and met, discussed who should receive this award. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't even a question this year. It was so, Ashok was the person. And it because the industry has come so far over those years, when, as you just said, back in the day, it was Duke and Jean-Louis and a couple other places, before, and that was it. Even before, yeah. I mean, yeah. nobody. And, and no one probably has... Uh, represented the growth of our industry more than a shuck. I mean, listening to the other night when we presented the award, the 28 years now? Mm -hmm. 28 years 28 now. years of, and think about, like, that's that's how the time has changed, what it was when a shuck started into where it is now. And uh, so to us, it's someone who not only has stayed relevant over the years, but also has stood the test of time. And has had, You know, I feel like an idiot because when he was, I first met him right when the Bombay Club opened, and he said, please be my partner. I said, I just don't see a future to it. Just another miss and in his another, career. Yeah, that another was right miss. after I turned down Xerox right. stock. Right? <laughs> but whatever. So let's talk about you because you came here. Go ahead. Oh, I'm just going to jump in? Yeah. Right, you go ahead. No, 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 finish. I don't let him Nikki talk. You yeah. came here with Norris Blank and opened up Bombay Club. Right. And then... I mean, what happened there? Because how did you end up in D.C.? Well, I was living in London those days. Mm -hmm. I, I wanted to open my own restaurant somewhere other than London. And, um, you know, I traveled to Sydney, Australia, and then um, met Norwich, who was keen on coming to Washington. And I, was, I came back to London, you know, anyway. Um, so then uh, traveling around the United States, um, visiting New York and San Francisco, and Washington was the last stop. 
like DC, like what I saw, what I could do. But I think what's really more interesting is that, okay, so you went, you know, you opened up the Bombay Club first, but over the years, you yes. have launched into many different kinds of cuisine. Right. You know, so was that personal taste or seeing what the market wanted? I mean, how, how did you go about figuring out, like, you know, Bibiana, which is a totally different than right. from Rossica, you know, um, but now you have Bindas. I mean, you have such a variety of restaurants and Nopa, obviously, too, and, and Ardeo. 701. 701, right, exactly. Right. Like you have Too numerous to mention. Right. Well, I mean, you have all these different um, concepts. How do you, and some of them are old and have evolved over time. I mean, right. they've withstood the time and the changes. So how do you decide, like, what stays, what goes? How do you evolve, and how do you come up with your concepts? Okay, so um, when I came here, I obviously wanted to represent the food from my own country, sure. right? Because, you know, as David said, there was John Louis, and when I was opening Bombay Club, there was Ediki was opening, and mm -hmm. so many other restaurants. Uh, Bob Kinkir was opening a restaurant. But I also realized, uh, after being there, my goal was to open more Bombay Club in New York, San Francisco, Toronto, but I realized the manpower will be a problem. So then I also realized that the city cannot take more than one Indian restaurant that time. Now, since then... <laughs> that's it. Just one. <laughs> DC just gets one. That's it. Right. Okay. And then, but city's changed since then, right? Mm -hmm. The city's grown. And, but remember, I did not open a second Indian restaurant for nearly 16 years. Right. Because I, and then, so, but look, you know, I'm trained um, restaurateur, so I, you know, cuisine is just a matter of... Um, hiring the right people to do that, whether it's Bibiana or 701. Mm -hmm. So, and, you know, I want to do explore and learn and do different cuisines in different restaurants. I think he's being awful humble here. I, I totally yeah. agree. We have to take a quick break. Just give us a sec. This is David and Nikki Nellis with Foodie and the Beast. We'll be talking more Duke Secret Awards with Ashok Bajaj and Dave Roman Moran, excuse me, when we get back. Dave Romance. <laughs> <laughs> May is Lobster Month at the Market at River Falls with deep discounts on fresh Maine lobsters, both live or steamed, at no charge. And lobster tails as well. Please call ahead for orders of six or more. Visit to the Market at River Falls. When I have an asthma attack, I feel scared. Prevent your child's next asthma attack. Visit www.noattacks.org or call your doctor. Because even one attack is one too many. Brought to you by the EPA and the Ad Council. It's springtime, and Washington, D.C. is warming up, and that means getting outside to experience baseball, barbecues, and the 5th Annual Public Service Charity Walk Run. Come out, get your steps in, and show your support for federal employees and their charity, the Federal Employee Education and Assistance Fund, at this family-friendly event. The Public Service Charity Walk Run is right around the corner on Sunday, May 7th. Register now at feea.org slash 5K. As a veteran of the United States military, I can finally get the opportunity to enjoy special events, things that we couldn't afford, thanks to Vet Dicks. Every empty seat at a concert, a game, or a play is a missed opportunity to say thanks to a veteran and service member. We can give our veterans a special event where they, too, can create their own cherished memories. Visit VetTix.org. Find out how you can make a difference in a veteran's life. Join Federal News Radio Executive Editor Jason Miller for Ask the CIO, Thursdays at 10 and 2. 
Hear from your agency's top tech leaders on how they're using technology to change the way you meet your agency's mission. Ask the CIO is a must-listen for anyone who needs to know federal technology policy, implementation, and planning. Ask the CIO Thursdays at 10 and 2 on federalnewsradio.com and 1500 AM. Download it anytime at federalnewsradio.com. Search Ask CIO. All right, we're back on Foodie and the Beast with David and Nikki Nellis. I just want to remind everybody at the market at River Falls out in Potomac, it is lobster month till the end of May. Yay. And you know what that means? Uh, it means Rock lobster, lobster. Rock at lobster. great prices. At great prices. So let's get back dun, to dun, Dave dun, Moran. Dun, 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 dun. Don't you know Rock oh Lobster? I know you didn't listen to the beef. Did you too. drink something? <laughs> no, What's not the yet. With you? <laughs> beer. Um, let's get back to Dave Moran and the Shook Bajaj. So, so let's start first with Dave. Dave, let's talk about. I know these look so. We have a bowl. It's like popcorn. A bowl of <laughs> sausage balls from Dot Spot in front of us. Don't take those away from me. Um, <laughs> I'm just joking. You can hand them out. Um, let's talk about the Ramy Gala this year and sort of. Um, the Duke Zebra Award and how it's put out because I know a lot of people. Good job. A lot of people were interviewed and there's going to be a video, right. all kind of fun stuff. So the Rammies this year are uh, Sunday, July 30th mm-hmm. at the uh, convention center. Expecting mm-hmm. about 2,000 people. I mean mm-hmm. the event, the event itself has grown as the industry has grown. Right. Um, and we present 21 awards that night. But we've also we've we realized that this Duke Zebra Award itself is so big and that uh, the person who receives that needs their own night. So we actually did that earlier this week where we presented a shuck with the award. Uh, 200 people turned out just for that to honor him. I was uh, there. It was fantastic. And I thought the other thing I wanted to say before he took, went to break is, um, well, he's being so humble about himself, he visits every one of his restaurants every night. Insane. I mean, it's like there's a, a little. It's like there's a little like causeway underneath the city that like, <laughs> right, exactly. you know, quickly pushes him to right. the restaurant so right. he gets everywhere he needs to be. <laughs> Because uh, anytime I walk into a restaurant, ten minutes later, a shuck walks up. I mean, it's like he's see, like. I no. track you, Nikki. Nikki Nellis is in the house. Get over here. You know here. all those motorcades? Everybody thinks it's the president. Oh, there goes a shuck bajaj to another restaurant. So it's you know, and so the, the Rammies are you know, there's best chef and best new restaurant and fine dining restaurant of the year. But mm-hmm. the other thing I think that's been cool is the newer awards that we've added over the year: regional food producers. Uh, service program of the year, beer program of the year. Right. I mean, just again, it's shown how our town has grown, and now there's so specialty uh, things going on that, and everybody, the consumers, want to be part of it. And well, also because you have the uh, the public voting too, exactly. so like it's a really great way for the public to participate <clears throat> in the process. Because I think if you're not in the industry but you love it, and you, it's like a great way to sort of be a part of it. Absolutely. Four, also, oh, yeah. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I was gonna say four of the award, yeah, four of the categories are actually voted on. By the public, right. uh, NBC4.com is where you mm-hmm. vote, um, and you can get more info at Rammies.org. Right. Uh, or the yeah. list are you on at .com, but, but I mean, whatever. Uh, oh, boy. <laughs> Shameless plug. But that really goes back to, to you and how, I mean, you're like this this bridge connecting when there were a couple of power restaurants in town, and that was about it. And now, and and New Yorkers used to laugh at D.C. Mm-hmm. Now New Yorkers are coming to yeah, D.C. for the weekend to eat. We just they, laugh, they laugh because they're drunk. But <laughs> No, but I mean, it's... You're part of that change. You were a pioneer, and now you're well, I'm, I'm now not, you're the old man of the business. Well, <laughs> not quite old. Not as old as JP, though. Oh. <laughs> oh. 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 Well, no, but I, 
he got a mention. I mean, yeah, yeah. exactly. The other thing is, you know, a lot of times when people win lifetime achievement awards, it's sort of at the end of their career or looking back. Right. Chuck's winning it like in his prime. I mean, absolutely. The restaurants are relevant. There, he's new ones coming. Yes. Bindas. Let's tell people quickly because we do have to. Oh no, we have another minute. When is Bindas the new bin? Because you have Bindas right next to Ardeo up in Cleveland Park, which has been a huge success. And that's Indian street food, right? Right. But but let me before I the new Bindas will open October first. Okay. Okay. It's on 20th and Penn Northwest. Mark your calendars, October 1st. So, but his story. I mean, I couldn't draw talent. Mm-hmm. coming from New York or San Francisco, other part of the country, because anytime you mention them, it's a Washington, D.C., nobody wanted to come. And now look how the city is drawing people from all over the world, not only, you know, from New York or San Francisco. Well, mm-hmm. that, we should add, because we only have a couple of seconds left, but you're drawing some talent back to your restaurant. Brian yeah. yeah, Brian Mascotello is a 701. He mm-hmm. was a food and wine magazine stopped and chef. He was happy the to, chef at Zola. He was yeah, yeah, yeah he's happy to have him. He is a huge t- talent. Yeah, yeah, he's a he great is. talent. But we can't happy man, in. you know. All right, well, all right. Great. So, thank you guys. Listen, thank let's you. tell everybody, Dave, how to get tickets to the Rammies. Yeah, Rammies dot, Rammies dot org is where you get the tickets. Mm-hmm. Uh, and again, Sunday night, July thirtieth. We can't wait to be all there. All right, congratulations, man. Thank you guys. Thank, thank you. Thank you for having us. Thank you. All right, so let's go back to Brett. Brett, this. I like this. This is a little too lemony for Nikki, but this had a... It's not too lemony for me. I'm just not... I mean, I could, I'm just not a beer person. That's fair. I am. Right. Just look at my waistline. Right. There Thank you, you. Go. That's a... Uh, I like it because it's super crushable. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, so, do you want me to move yeah, on to the yeah. cocktail? Yeah, All right. So, um, uh, just a quick precursor on beer cocktails. Right. Uh, you always want to pick a flavorful beer to start with. Mm-hmm. So, what we uh, picked today was um, Manor Hills Farm Fuzz, which is a peach wit beer. Um, some nice acidity from the peaches. Uh, I combine that with Bar Hill Gin, Angostura bitters. Um, I actually turned the beer and I made it into a syrup. Um, so yeah, I'm gonna go ahead and mix that up and give everyone a chance to try it. Terrific! Thank you so much. Of course. Okay, All and right. now who's hungry? Who's hungry? Because <laughs> we've got some incredible looking food in studio. I've been consuming for it. a concept that's not even up and running yet. That's correct. All right. So can we talk about Dot Spot? We have J.P. Sabate and Drew Porterfield uh, who are on air, but we have other people who are off air who are going to make talk in that mic in just a second anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so Dot, whose mom is Dot? Dot is actually my great aunt. Oh, your okay. great aunt. Um, she was more like a, or is, she's still alive. She turns 95 this year. Oh, God bless. Uh, so she is more of a grandmother to me, actually. Mm-hmm. She's been I think part I of... dated her. I'll be turning <laughs> oh, wow. this year. Wow, interesting. Well, she was married for most of her life, so that <laughs> makes it extra really interesting. Him, just so you know. <laughs> uh, so, D- Dot is sort of the inspiration for what we're doing. It's called Dot Spot because mm-hmm. uh, Dot had a property on the outer banks of North Carolina that my family spent tons of time vacationing at, and mm-hmm. we lovingly named the house Dot Spot. So, so sweet. we're calling the restaurant Dot Spot. The food is inspired by her. And the food, style of food that she would make for us all the time is cool. It's simple food, but it's beautiful. I mean, it's. Well, I don't you... think it's simple food. This is food that speaks to a very specific place and time. Um, and, and, you know, I don't think a, monkey bread is very southern. Right. So you see that all the time. But, like, the sausage balls are not something I'm familiar with at all. But you guys did your homework, right, right. JP? Yeah, absolutely. And I think that to add on to that, yeah, I mean, I agree with the fact that a lot of the food that you see here um, is things that you've seen in the past. But we thought to ourselves, like, how can we make this delicious? How can we make how, – how can we – heighten this and make this simple dish, you know, 
Super yummy. Super yummy. And, you know, actually draw people to come to the restaurant and make well, sure that... So let's talk about how this is going to work. So when does Dot Spot open? So Dot Spot opens Saturday, June 3rd. It's okay. going to be a patio breakfast pop-up okay. on the amazing outdoor seating patio space at BKK Cook Which Shop. Which is fabulous, because mm -hmm. that's like two sides, it's right? It's humongous, amazing outdoor space. We're going to open at 8 o'clock in the morning mm -hmm. and run through midday. And right. is, is it sit-down? How are people, like, how are you envisioning this? Well, I, the patio will also include a, like, refreshing juice bar. We're going to have, like, towers of, like, fresh citrus, and everything is going to be juice to order. Cool. Think, like, beer garden, but not beer garden. Think juice garden. Right. So freshly squeezed mimosas, um, freshly squeezed, like, tomato juice for Bloody Marys. Mm -hmm. um, there will be communal seating. And then we're just going to set up, like, a nice table with um, just all of our um, delicious food, you know, Tomato pie, quiche, right. um, sausage balls, and you'll So everything just... will be outside, um, pretty much? We're, for the most part. For the most part, most we're trying part. to have right, it be outside. Let's in the... get back to the food, because the sausage yeah. balls are awesome. They're, Thank they're, you. They're insane. They're Thank like... You. What um... are they? I don't want to know. Wait. Tell me. What are they? <laughs> they're gluten-free paleo. <laughs> well, they're made with a North Carolina sausage. It's called Nisa's Sausage. It's a okay. very famous North Carolina sausage brand. Mm -hmm. um, that you can't sort of find the, in D.C., by the way. We had, to, like, we had to so smuggle some in ordering. from North Carolina. Yeah, okay. it, is, it has been driven with love from North Carolina. <laughs> uh, and the rest of the ingredients are also super straightforward. There's mm -hmm. a, like a pancake mix that isn't a pancake mix we make it fresh so like the original recipe is actually bisquick right so we kind of like after testing 27 different recipes we end up making our own bisquick because we really thought that it made them like lighter and fluffier and airier and um traditionally sausage balls tend so to be a little heavier sausage a pancake Mix, mix that we make in house and uh, cheese. You but know is what there like an the egg or something? There's some in there? green onions. There's some green onions. What are the things that uh, Ledip, the uh, Gruyere's? Make? Yeah, it's sort of a North Carolina Gruyere. Yeah, with, <laughs> with I like slightly heavier. Yeah, with personality. Yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> right. They're yeah. delicious. Yeah. Right. Thank Thank um, yeah, they're really delicious. So these are just a cup. So how many things do you think will be on the menu? We think the menu will probably change from day to day and right, weekend to weekend, but we're thinking there'll be ten to ten to twelve. Yeah, um, right. items every week. Unsolicited testimonial because yeah, the, often um, quiche is thick and kind of gummy. Mm -hmm. This is uh, what's what's different here. This quiche. So this quiche, quiche is, is actually light. very unique. It actually takes 24 hours to make. You have to let it um, rest overnight before you can actually serve it, which is what gives it that like custardy yeah. texture. Right. Um, really, because right. um, typically quiches will have more of like not necessarily eggier, but this is like. No, fluffy quiches and are more. This is very custardy. Quiches are usually like solid. Right. right. You know what I mean. So this is yeah. So I think that resting it overnight, kind of, um, and just the ratios. It's essentially heavy cream, egg, and um, milk. Also more, low more carb, paleo. low fat. Love it. Very mm -hmm. good. Low fat. So now, yeah. why are we just doing this as a pop up? Are we thinking doing something more? This eventually? is currently a passion project for right. the four of us that are involved. And okay, can we it, name the other two people yes. who do not want to be My named? My husband, Ralph Brabham, who's in studio. Right, and, who's been in before with bow tie. Mm -hmm. and, and potentially Greg Cockalectus. Greg <laughs> <what> we're calling <laughs> him. Because <laughs> no, he started Greg, off as like helping, and then all of a sudden he's a lot more involved than... Yeah. Everybody, everybody looks at each other and going, how did Greg get in here? <laughs> um... But yeah, I think it all started, like, we are all really good friends outside of this, and mm -hmm. we all just kind of got involved, like, wanted to do something together, and we talked about it for a really long time, and we Drink were like... a little bit too much one night. Yeah. Well, that does happen. Yeah. Um, so, but let's talk about BKK, because why, I mean, you have multiple locations. Why that one? I mean, for, the, the concept started 
with this idea of a juice bar and the ability to be outside mm -hmm. in the sun in summer. Right. And I don't think you can beat the patio space at BKK. I'm totally with you. And the restaurant isn't open there. for breakfast, so it's sitting empty in the well, morning. Makes anyway, so it's just kind of a great way to activate so the space. So what's the plan for Dot Spot? Down well, the road. well, essentially, we're testing out, seeing how, essentially, like, think of... Are you ready to be slammed? Because, like, there is not a lot of breakfast right. spots. Like, we're, I'm almost nervous. I'm, like, a little we're nervous. Craving we're craving to be slammed. Ready. I just want to... Yeah. Careful. Mm -hmm. Okay. I'm a little nervous. Love it. I'm nervous for you all. No, but, I mean, like, great. it's so exciting. Um, all right. Well, so where can people find out about everything? I mean, we'll obviously blast it out over here, but since this is the first time people are finding out about it... Where can they find out? Where they can find your hours? How can they look at your menu? Tell us how that's going We're rolling out. out or we have all of the social media ready to go, and we'll be rolling out um, this week. Mm -hmm. You have um, a website someplace where people can go, or a web page at least where you can go. Well, everything right now is at DotSpotDC. That's for Instagram, Twitter, Facebook is at DotSpotDC. Okay. And then um, eventually the website, www.DotSpotDC.com. We'll be up and running. Right, okay, just, great. I just want to say something because – Nobody you has know, dug into that monkey bread, and I don't know what's wrong gonna, with all of you. You know, this is really, I mean, for me, this is really, this is where I live. You know, Nikki's, you know. She's I don't know. Tell me beast. more, David. But I mean, seriously. Where do David, I live? David, David, David. This is the kind of food that I, you know, that I love, particularly no in the morning. Right. And I'm staring at that monkey. <laughs> Shut up, man. <laughs> I'm staring at that monkey bread. So good on you guys because this yeah, looks great. Yeah, congratulations. We can't wait. Thank, Thank you all you. for bringing this all in Thank this morning. Thank you for having us. All right. Well, we're going to take a quick break, and we're going to eat that monkey bread. So <laughs> too bad if you're not in studio. This is David and Nikki Nellis with Foodie and the Beast. We'll be back in just a sec. The District Alliance for Safe Housing, also known as DASH, is kicking off its 10-year anniversary celebration with a DASH for DASH 5K race and 1K fun run walk on Saturday, July 29th. DASH is the largest dedicated safe housing provider for survivors of domestic and sexual violence in Washington, D.C. Visit dashdc.org slash events to sign up for this fun race. It's a certified course on the Metropolitan Branch Trail near Rhode Island Avenue Metro Stop. Sponsorships available. DashDC.org slash events. This is Roger Waldron, president of the Coalition for Government Procurement and host of Off the Shelf. My show brings a voice to commercial service and product companies selling in the federal market. Each week, I talk to experts from inside and outside government about the latest federal compliance and policy information for government contractors. Join me every Tuesday and Thursday morning at 11 a.m. for Off the Shelf on Federal News Radio 1500 a.m. or download it anytime at federalnewsradio.com. Search Off the Shelf. So, I'm a dog, and I just got adapted by this new human guy, and I'm starting to wonder how he got along without me. I mean, okay, something as simple as walking around the block. He's got this leash thing, and he puts me on one end and him on the other, and I'm just taking him around. I, I think he's afraid of getting lost. Without that leash and me guiding him along, I don't think he'd find his way back home. But it's kind of cute. A person is the best thing to happen to a shelter pet. Be that person. Adopt. Brought to you by the Ad Council and the ShelterPetProject.org. Lyndon Johnson once said, A president's hardest task is not to do what is right, but to know what is right. If you are a CIO of a government agency, you know what that means. Because it's not just about gathering intel. It's about gathering the right intel. Wisdom served daily by a team of award-winning journalists like Jason Miller and Tom Temin. FederalNewsRadio.com. Experience the difference. Hey, we're back on Foodie and the Beast with David and Nikki Nellis, and we're eating a lot of food. I'm telling you, man, get your own radio show and make it about food. You'll, you'll be fat like me. So next up, 
But the happy. Guy the guy we've known for a long time, mm -hmm. who is the star of Lamb Jam, and Lamb Jam on June 5th at the Eastern Market is the big... I'm the MC. It's a celebrate. They didn't ask me to MC. They didn't. I must suck. But anyways, <laughs> uh, they um, it's, a, it's a celebration of lamb in all its forms, mm -hmm. mostly dead, but delicious. And uh, Matt Levere is the urban butcher. He works at the urban butcher. Am I right? Or yes, are sir. you the urban butcher? No, the <laughs> urban butcher, the the urban butcher is a butchery, yeah. and it's a store, and it's all kind yeah, of Yeah, I do a little bit of everything. And Matt's there. the man. And we met him years ago when we were doing Lamb Jam, mm -hmm. and he's now an award-winning butcher. Tell him about What your, does that mean? What does an award-winning Tell him about your salami. <laughs> well, I, uh, yeah, mm. I was able to win a category at Charcuterie Masters in New York uh, this, this year in February. Congratulations. Yeah, thank you very is much. Is that one of these in front of us? Uh, no, but it is what? as good. It you, is as good. No, nice. <laughs> He's selling. Yeah. All right, so why don't we talk first about Urban Butcher? Give sure. us the lowdown on that. Yeah, Urban Butcher is a uh, vibrant steakhouse in downtown Silver Spring. Uh, we have... Um, you know, full restaurant, full bar. Um, you know, we got outdoor seating. Uh, we have big dishes, big steaks. Um, we cut everything in house, age everything in house. Uh, we have a huge cure, uh, meat cellar that's about 20 by 20 feet. We have about 100 uh, hams that we cure hanging in there, hundreds of salamis mm -hmm. in there. Yep. And it's, uh, you know, all we, we can sell at retail or if you want to sit down and get a, a beautiful charcuterie board, we can absolutely do that for you this as well. This board is beautiful and delicious. Oh, thank you very much. What? So, well, okay. So then how does this parlay into Lamb Jam? Like, we know what you're doing there because we've watched you do it. Yeah, and sure. It's insanity. <laughs> yeah. But why don't we explain to people, like, what you're doing at the event this year and what they can watch you do? Sure. Uh, well, this year I will actually be raffling off a $200 um, uh, gift card for Urban Butcher to get a uh, basically a, a lamb roast dinner uh, cooked up by Chef Reynold Mendezabal, the owner and chef mastermind behind Urban Butcher. Mm -hmm. um, so that is going to be... You know, big, big Did he make you say that, or are you just saying that voluntarily? Yeah, he oh, no, you know, he is definitely but are a mastermind. Are you cutting this year? Are we butchering? Uh, I don't believe I am, actually. Oh, yeah. who's butchering this year? Is somebody you are. butchering? No, I am definitely not butchering. You're butchering Somebody's this butchering. show. Yeah. Okay. okay. Why? Well, no, because in years past, right. you would butcher an entire lamb yeah. in front of everybody, yes. and then you would wrap up the pieces. That's and where we, we got in trouble when we were throwing the them out to the crowd. Yeah, it, was like, yeah. it was like being in the in the, in the in the Colosseum in Rome. Right, exactly. to the crowd. But don't get it wrong. This year is going to be incredible oh without a doubt no so let's just tell people who's going to be competing this year because it's the concept has kind of changed a little bit yeah since last year right because it used to be like tons and tons of chefs mm -hmm. would participate in this massive sort of judging competition with right. lamb but now it's sort of shrunk it a little bit and we have um jonathan Bohr from right proper brewing co uh George Rodriguez from Tico and Kyle Bailey from Six Engine. He's also opening up Salt Line nice. at the end of the week. Uh, Dimitri from Kava is coming in. We have Rob Sonderman from Federalist Pig, Justin Bittner from District Distilling Co., and Joe Newman of Sloppy Mama's Barbecue. Is he so, related to Alfred E? <laughs> no. So they're all going to be competing, mm -hmm. and they'll have different pieces of lamb to compete with that everybody will get to taste, correct? Yes. And then so you'll be there. You're Will you have taste out for people? Yeah. So. Uh, well, we will have some some lamb products that people will be able to uh, be able to try there okay. as well that we make. Well, like, what did you bring today? Yeah. So today I brought a uh, a lamb uh, style or a Greek style lamb salami. It's mm -hmm. called Lucanica. It's got, what makes it Greek? Can you style? pass me one of those? Uh, well, it, sure. it's got uh, orange zest, fennel, oregano. Thank you. That's gorgeous. Uh, and a little cayenne pepper. Mm -hmm. Let's see. 
Hundred percent lamb. And uh, Maryland lamb, that is. American lamb. That's delicious. American. American. Hmm. Where do you get your lamb from? Uh, Hagerstown, um, mm-hmm. Maryland. A, a farm called uh, Meadowview Farms. Okay. Yeah. And so they have a Good. they have mm-hmm. a lamb there. It's called Polypay. It's a, it's a, a crossbreed between four different breeds of lamb. Full heritage. Yeah. So That must have been quite an orgy. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't watch, but uh, the product is absolutely Where was amazing. Facebook Live then? Yeah. Yeah. Seriously. Yeah. Kiss me. <laughs> so, so right, you already also, did that, Joe. We also have our uh, lamb bacon here, which mm-hmm. is uh, smoked, hickory smoked, uh, cured with salt and sugar. So can you eat that like that, oh, yeah. or that has to be cooked? No, it's already cooked, ready to go. You can also fry that up uh, just I like that. I mean, it looks bacon. raw. No, it is cooked. Trust okay, me. Okay, I believe yeah. you. I believe you. Yeah, I do. I want to try it. Can we get back to Matt? I want to talk about, like, not Thank everybody you. grows up and becomes a butcher. Yeah. So. <laughs> no, as a matter of fact, not everybody does grow up. Were you up and a originally an axe murderer? And did you. <laughs> I don't you know, talk about those years uh, anymore. How, how did that happen? Uh, well, actually, it was I was a dishwasher at a restaurant um, in Tucson, Arizona, and there was a. Mount Lemon. I know. Oh yeah, I know. that's actually where I uh, proposed my on Mount Lemon. Yeah, on Mount uh-huh. Lemon, on top of Mount Lemon. I unproposed to somebody up there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you can do that too. Mm. Push him right up. Um, <laughs> so yeah, so I was a dishwasher, and one of the prep cooks that came in, he was working at this slaughterhouse part time, and he would come in with all these crazy stories, uh, you know. And I was like, hey man, you know, can I come watch one of these days? He's like, yeah, sure, you can shadow me. And uh, so I went and I watched him, and uh, it was. Ran in the um, uh, meat science lab of the University of Arizona. So they have a full-scale slaughterhouse there in production room. And it's all, all approved by USDA. So there's an inspector there every single day. And uh, so the professor came up to me that ran the whole program. And he said, you know, do you want to be part of the apprenticeship program? Um, it's a, it's about a six-month course, 600 hours you have to do day in, day out. And you learn everything from taking an animal in, slaughtering it, and then getting a T-bone steak out of it. So that's skinning it, gutting it, splitting it, getting it inspected by so the USDA. So you had to kill a cow? Oh, hundreds. Skinning and gutting, <laughs> I think I have the hardest part with. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's actually very clean, fast, and efficient. Mm-hmm. They have all the right machinery for all that stuff, and it is, it's basically an assembly line. You know, one person does one thing. But I learned all the stations just because mm-hmm. I was in the program. And then since then. And when you said, Mom, Dad, guess what? Oh, they were they were like, oh, I'm gonna gonna... become the butcher of Tucson. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they were they were just stoked that I was gonna do something. <laughs> anything? <laughs> yeah, anything. anything. Yeah, <laughs> we've had that feeling. Yeah. <laughs> and my Hello, dad, Sam. My dad was a chef. Uh, he's retired now, but mm-hmm. I mean, for over 30 years, he was cooking all over the nation. So, you know, I've had, I've had food, you know, fine dining food served uh, on my kitchen table my whole life. You mm-hmm. know, well, so. it's funny how you find your thing. Yeah. All right. Well. So, um, We've got a couple of more sticks. I guess the the whole point of lamb jam, you know, the the American lamb industry, people don't really think about American lamb. It's always New Zealand lamb Mm -hmm. or all that. So the American Lamb Board's been sponsoring lamb jam for, what, about eight, ten years? No, I think it's seven. Yeah, it's around seven. I think it was seven years. And there are other lamb jam events around the country, correct? It's true. So, but their whole point is is that they work with the local chefs because they want to introduce the local farmers, mm-hmm. right? Yes, that are absolutely. you know growing the lamb yeah. so that they can use it. It's and, a great, great networking event for right. people uh chefs that are trying to find, you know, lamb farmers and lamb farmers that are trying to find chefs. <laughs> right. No, it makes sense. But um you do whole animal and not everybody does. Right. So how can like chefs work around that part when they want to work with 
local farmers? Uh, really just talking to the farmers and telling them what they need. And the farmers are very, you know, they're, they want to get their product out there. So if, you know, they need to sell a rack to one chef, you know, they're going to go and try to hustle out that, the, the legs mm -hmm. um, or the belly or something like that, you know, because uh, we go through so much lamb bacon, you know, sometimes we need to buy in extra, extra bellies if, if our farmer has it. Right. right. Lamb bacon is the greatest thing. Well, this Thank lamb you. bacon is really delicious. Thank you it, so much. Um, like it, Actually, I feel like it's wrong to call it bacon. I, I mean, I'm sure that. <laughs> what would you call it? I don't know. It's really yummy, but it doesn't. It looks like it looks like uncooked, like pancetta. Oh yeah. But given that it's not cooked, I mean, it, it's just so creamy it's and creamy, smooth. Yeah, yeah it's a... really delicious. Thank you so much. All right. Well, everybody out in the audience is drooling. So yes. let's tell everybody <laughs> once more how to find tickets to Lamb Jam. Right. Yep. Do uh, we know? Yeah, yes. you can get that on the I don't know. American Lamb Board uh, website. They mm -hmm. have them right there um, for seventy five dollars mm -hmm. and. Tickets are in uh, small quantities right now. They're, yeah, they're flying it goes fast. quickly. Yeah, it does go fast, and there is a competitive component to it. Mm -hmm. The chefs will all be serving food, but they compete, and there's um, a room full of judges, mm -hmm. and they um, what? You're not judging either. No, oh, I'm okay. not. But I'm thinking, I'm hoping I'm invited. <laughs> I better be. Um, Poor David. Yeah, he I get well, invited to anything. anything. If I'd only been born with curly blonde hair. I know. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> um, I just want to say that this year is actually. Uh, um, in the style of barbecue, last year was uh, global flavors. Okay. So this year is barbecue, and I think uh, that's going to be incredible because I'm I'm from Arizona, you know, the Southwest, and it is barbecue nation out that way. So mm -hmm. uh, that's what they say. Well, in Memphis and I think it's too, kind of so. interesting because I don't think a lot of people, other than maybe like a leg of lamb, mm -hmm. don't really think about lamb and barbecue. Right. You know, but there are lamb ribs which are fabulous. Mm -hmm. Like there's so many things you can do yeah. with the lamb meat you on can the grill. Do roasted lamb belly. All there right. we go. Well okay. we're gonna move on. Thanks Matt. Well, yep. what, Thank you very uh, much. And what a segue because what goes great with lamb? South African wines, I'd say. <laughs> so Walker Brown is in. Walker's a very interesting guy. He's co founder of Cape Venture Wine Company and Lubanzi Wines out of South Africa. And Walker we got about uh, two and a half you're cool. You stay here Matt. Matt Just wants don't to stay take that wine. lamb bacon with you. Um why don't we start with the story of Lubanzi? Yes. We'll get to who Lubanzi is or was. We're not sure. But um, how did this happen? You're from southwest Virginia. Yeah. No. So I grew up in the foothills of the mountains uh, in Amherst County, uh, Virginia. Uh, not many people there. The heart of the Confederacy. Yeah, there you go. Uh, not many folks who, uh, who grew up there end up ever leaving. Um, so I think I was really, really fortunate uh, I studied at the University of Richmond. Uh, both my parents are novelists and college professors, so certainly grew up in a household that was um, about education and curiosity and discovery. So sort of a lot of my life has been uh, sort of centered around those themes. Uh, we, my co-founder and I, uh, Charlie Brain, he's from Kansas City, um, met each other as exchange students studying at the University of Cape Town in South Africa. Mm -hmm. I think we're just blown away by... Uh, by the landscapes, by people who were interesting and interested in us. Um, just a pretty breathtaking experience for us. Um, and when we returned sort of back stateside, we started to joke about the idea for this project, which was uh, sort of a forward-thinking, innovative, socially responsible uh, wine company built on this idea that we wanted to take a little piece of that incredible experience that we had had in South Africa and share that with people in America. Mm -hmm. um, you know, as well as showcase to people here what a spectacular place this is with spectacular people doing doing and creating spectacular things. Okay. So, but how did you wind up bringing those, like, how did you wind up doing wines? 
Yeah, so South Africa is actually one of the world's largest wine producers, mm -hmm. bigger than Argentina, bigger than Chile, bigger than New Zealand, which obviously have a much larger footprint um, in the American wine market um, well, than South Africa does. Well, we just thought they wanted to keep it all to themselves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they didn't want to share their secrets. <laughs> no shame in that. But uh, no, so my partner's family actually has a little bit of uh, uh, background in wine on the wholesale level. Mm -hmm. um, so his family owns two distributorships in Kansas and in Oregon, interestingly enough. Um so we had a little bit of um, context, a little, leg up. a little bit of a leg up, okay. or at least some context who we felt like we could talk to about it. Um, and the the quality of wine they're producing in South Africa is so incredibly high. Um, mm -hmm. And there's people doing really interesting and innovative stuff there that it's uh, it felt like a sort of a natural thing for us and a really great way to sort of showcase the environment. Okay, um, we're going to take a break. You when bet. we come back, we're going to taste these on air. Yeah. And, no, uh, we're just going to throw you off the air now. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're just going to break up and take a bite of you. You brought so the much. wine. We right. got there you. you go. Thanks so yeah. much. This is David and Nikki Nellis with Foodie and the Beast. We'll be back in just a sec. I'm Aileen Black. And I'm Gigi Shum. Together, we host Women of Washington. You'll hear the inspiring and amazing stories of women who have paved their own path to success and achieved incredible milestones in their careers. Some have leaned in. Others took an unconventional approach. All have made an impact on the business landscape of Washington, D.C. and beyond. Tune in Wednesday afternoons at 1 for Women of Washington, Federal News Radio, 1500 a.m. Download it anytime at federalnewsradio.com. Search Women of Washington. I'm more resourceful than I thought. My suit can still make an impression. My video games are still game changers. And my lamp can bring others a bright future. Because when I donate my stuff to Goodwill, it helps fund job placement and training for people right in my community. Now my stuff gets a second chance. And will give someone in my community a second chance too. Goodwill. Donate stuff. Create jobs. Find your nearest donation center at Goodwill.org. That's Goodwill.org. This message brought to you by Goodwill and the Ad Council. The What's Working in Washington podcast with your host, Jonathan Aberman. We share this region's innovative, entrepreneurial, and creative spirit. This podcast tells impressive stories of passion and spunk taking place here in the D.C. region. It illustrates how the nation's capital is anything but the stuffy, bureaucratic, politics-only reputation it tries to shed. The What's Working in Washington podcast. Find it on iTunes, the Podcast One app, podcastone.com, or at WTOP.com. Search Podcast D.C. When I have an asthma attack, I feel scared. Prevent your child's next asthma attack. Visit www.noattacks.org or call your doctor. Because even one attack is one too many. Brought to you by the EPA and the Ad Council. May is Lobster Month at the Market at River Falls with deep discounts on fresh Maine lobsters, both live or steamed, at no charge. And lobster tails as well. Please call ahead for orders of six or more. Visit to the Market at River Falls. Luckily for you, we're back on Foodie and the Beast with David and Nikki Nellis. Before we get back to the show, I want to thank our sponsors and friends at ProFish, mm -hmm. the fabulous market at River Falls in downtown, if it can be called, well, downtown Ivy Potomac. City Tavern. The Ivy City Tavern, of course. But market at River Falls, I want to say that as well. Mm -hmm. Celebrity Cruises and Central Farm Markets, thanks for supporting the show. If you're not mm -hmm. a sponsor, shame on you. Call me quick. quick. <laughs> uh, let's get back to Walker Brown. Lubanzi Wines. I'm going to... Stop the, sh the show cold. Lubanzi was a dog, right? Yes. Where is Lubanzi now? Uh, who knows? I wish I could tell. No, you're yeah. a bad boy. I mean, you miss David running down the street to go say hi to a Bernese Mountain Dog before the radio. There you go. Right? I wasn't I only, running. I was hobbling. I only have I, two we and have a half at common. home. I mean, I don't need yes. <laughs> to go say yes. hi to another dog. 67-year-old men don't run. They hobble. <laughs> yeah. and... oh. No, That's so Lubanzi is a... 
uh, we decided to to name the wines uh, after Lubanzi. He was a when we my partner and I when we studied as exchange students in South Africa, we, we took a like a twenty hour bus ride, truly like maybe one stop right in the middle, but twenty hours on the bus out to a super remote part of the country called the Wild Coast, uh, for what amounted to like a six day hundred mile backpacking trip. Um, it's the, the coastline is absolutely breathtaking. It's uh, amazingly beautiful. Um, I think we should go on a field trip. I think we should. Don't I think you? everyone Everybody, in studio right now should. Yeah. And I think it should be an all paid, all <laughs> field trip. Right, paid for by Lubanzi yeah. ones. Yeah. Uh, no, Everybody but in here is industry. Yeah. It's like it all makes sense. There you go. I agree. Okay, good. Um, Who's that movie? The guys in the bus going across Australia. Oh. Um, yeah, yes, Priscilla Queen go. of the Desert. <laughs> it sounds kind of like that. Yeah. <laughs> No, on our on our first day, sort of starting this uh, this hike, we got joined by this sort of wild mangy mutt, um, uh, who the locals told us they called Lubanzi, which in Zulu means like wide or expansive, um, which was fitting, I think. Oh my God, so many ways to now use that y- word. Yes, right. totally. Um, <laughs> Honey, you're kind of Lubanzi, <laughs> if you know what I mean. No, so he stuck with us for all six days, Did you all a hundred miles. With you? Yeah, I all think right. that's why he probably stayed. But mm-hmm. I think he made a habit of following hikers back and forth along this like hundred mile route along the coastline. Um, but he stuck with us all six days, all a hundred miles, till he like disappeared on the night right before our final morning. Which yeah. I think there's some poetic justice. I've eaten in that. everything these guys have. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yes. Okay, so let's talk about the wines that you poured today. Yeah, absolutely. So it's uh. There are two wines. Uh, mm-hmm. They're sort of uh, aligned next to one another. They go beautifully together, actually, which I think is interesting. Um, and we have so many things to taste them with. Yeah, so fortunate. Yeah. So it's uh, the the white is 100% Chenin Blanc, mm-hmm. uh, sourced out of the Swartland in South Africa, which is sort of the big up and coming wine region, uh, producing some of the some of the greatest wines coming out of South Africa right now. Uh, and the red is like a Rhone style red blend. It's so, delicious. It's yeah. I have to say so, the white is really uh, drinkable. The red is, I mean, you know, given that like right now is rose season and sort of everybody it's all they want, but like a good hot chill on this, or not a hot chill, but like a real, you know, cold, cold chill on this. Oh, absolutely. Like, this is great all summer. Yeah, it's no, really it's delicious. Yeah, we've had uh, that's exactly the feedback we've gotten from so many people. Beautiful with seafood. Um, mm-hmm. with sort of like uh, pastas with white sauces. I think it's... It's actually not bad with lamb charcuterie. Yeah, <laughs> I think so. Or quiche yeah. or those little <laughs> sausage balls. Well, really anything we have the in the studio. the red and the monkey bread are going to go really I believe well it. Together. I believe it. It's just a guess. Okay, so let's talk about the red. I mean, what were you guys looking for in your wine? I mean, was there some sort of profile you were looking for that you weren't seeing that you felt was missing in the market? Yeah, a little bit. Uh, I think that the one thing that we knew... Uh, when we sort of set off on this expedition to go and uh, mm. create this project was uh, we don't have a ton of functional wine knowledge. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I'm 23 years old, so I've only legally no. been allowed to drink You're for two years. Yes, ma'am. I'm cheating. Uh, <laughs> wait, wait, wait. He called you ma'am, too. Know, <laughs> you little whippersnapper. <laughs> yeah. Um, Just no. because he's old doesn't mean I'm old. There you go. Yeah. No, I agree. Yeah, no, she, trust me, she's old. Uh, <laughs> no, we, we really enlisted the help of some amazingly um, talented and knowledgeable people. There's a there's a guy who's a uh, master of wine and a master sommelier. He's just one of about like five in the world. Happens to live down the street in Kansas City from uh, my partner, Charlie. Uh, so he did some consulting for us on the wines, um, and which obviously is amazingly helpful. One of mm-hmm. our winemakers in South Africa... His name is Bruce Jack. He's an old, old industry icon, amazingly um, mm-hmm. knowledgeable and talented. And so we, I think the goal for us was really to surround ourselves with people who 
understood the wines, understood uh, the American markets, uh, and were able to sort of point so us where, in the direction. Where are you now? Where can we find the wines? Yeah, so we're always available online um, mm-hmm. in just about 43 states. The only reason we're not in the other seven is because the U.S. government won't allow us to be. Right. Um, but you're self-distributing? That Donald Trump. I know, that's, that's what it is. Your partner is another thing um, we can blame him for. No, yeah, and then so we also partner with distributors um, in a number of markets. Over the rest of 2017, we'll probably be launching in somewhere between 10 and 20 markets. We're okay. available in a few markets right now, so Kansas, Oregon, Indiana, Michigan, and launching our distribution in Maryland, D.C., Virginia, and both okay. Carolinas. All right, we've got to wrap. Oh I want to get back to Brett before we I feel like that is a yeah. natural mix for good. some people in studio. <laughs> to have, to have come out of college and, and knock this off in a couple of years is pretty amazing. Congratulations. Thank you so much, guys. Wines. And thank you for coming in today. Yeah, All, right. It. All right, Brett, back we'll wrap to you. it up with hey. you. All right, Did we have I a got, little extra time because we didn't come back to you? I got uh, two different things for you. <clears throat> the first one is a collaboration between – um, Hellbender Brewing Company and St. Foylian out of mm-hmm. Belgium. It's a uh, triple. It's pretty high in alcohol. It's really nice. I like it. Um, you don't We're see... ending with pretty high in alcohol? Okay. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Uh, you don't see a Because I really lot... don't have anything to do today. <laughs> well, tell me what you think. I'm okay. a big fan of Belgian-style beers. So, um, so is this just one beer, or who's the collab between uh, Hellbender Brewing Company, based out of Washington, D.C., they collaborated with St. Foylian. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's you don't kind of see beer. a lot of international collaborations. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's kind of why I wanted Ooh, to bring that's it. that's good. Yeah, <laughs> that's yeah, really that is good. really nice. Those Daddy guys likes m- this one. <laughs> <laughs> Those guys make um, amazing Belgian style beers. He doesn't talk like that all the time, just so you know. <laughs> <laughs> just last night I said, Daddy likes this one. That's and I was in the other room. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and nice. so what are you else are you making? Uh, the other thing I have here is a cocktail um, that I've called Santa Muerte. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is... Saint a, Death? Yeah. Uh, right. The female saint of death. Um, Thank you. Death is coming our way. Pass yeah. it around. So beware because... Um, oh, actually. Hold on. Smell. Wait. I'll, I'll tell you what. You guys are going to get involved in the cocktail making process. Okay. Float like three ounces. Okay, we're putting three ounces of this into our drink. Yeah, you're adding three ounces of the Manor Hill Citrus Blender. Okay. Um, so that's a uh, citrus like forward uh, double IPA. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, there you go. Whoa. Ballpark it. So how do people respond to beer cocktails? Like, are people really into them or are people purists? Uh, it's a mixed bag. Um, I look at it as kind of going back to what we were talking about earlier. If you mm. have a strong flavor that comes from the beer, then mm-hmm. it's appreciable and it's worth incorporating. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you don't have that, then, you know, lighter beers don't really stand up in beer cocktails. Right. It's sometimes like, you know, if you're making a, a mixed cocktail and you put sparkling in it, you don't need a real quality sparkling because you're going to lose the taste of it in there. So same yeah. concept? Yeah, it's similar. So I think it's just a matter of if it, um, you know, it's got to have a big character. That's why I went with a higher alcohol beer here. Oh. Well, I want to talk the, about the Ramy Nom. All right, go ahead. So let's talk about your Ramy nomination. Sure. Tell people about it. Um, yeah, so this is the second year in a row we're up for Beer Program of the Year. Um, Yay, congratulations. Thank you. Very exciting. Thank you very much. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's interesting is we only have six beers on tap, um, which for a lot of the other people that we, uh, you know, are nominated, they have huge curated lists. Right. I think part of the reason that we're incorporated is because we do so much work with the brewers and the owners themselves that we form those really strong relationships through self-distribution. Yeah, you have a, a real program, and yeah. you're not just cherry-picking 
right. years to bring. Exactly. Yeah, but um, I think also it's it's nice because we get to have that um, relationship not only with our beer but with our uh, dinner menu. We talk a lot about direct sourcing. So mm-hmm. it's uh, an idea, and um, Jeff kind of ingrained this in me, where you go to the places where you buy things from, you get to meet the people, you kick the tires around, you see what their operation looks like, um, and it's kind of a fundamental br- business practice for us. So, Well, it's only interesting because yesterday we were in Middleburg, and we went to this you restaurant. I will go fast. I, we went to this restaurant, and everything they, they had a farm, and everything they had was local on the menu, and the food was delicious, but you opened up their wine list. There was not one Virginia wine. And here, or distillery. There was a distillery next door and a brewery or down the street, and they didn't have any of that on their menu. All which right, I I'm going to interrupt because All the right, show is almost ahead, over. Quickly, where is Republic? Uh, Republic is located at six nine three nine Laurel Ave in Tacoma Park, Maryland. It's fabulous. Right, you guys Brent. do live yeah. music. We've had so a lot much of fun. fun there. Good yeah. food. All right, so quickly, everything you heard on the show today and more, you can find on Nikki's website, thelistareyouonit.com. Mm-hmm. Follow her on Twitter. Yes. Follow her on WTOP. She's on live every Thursday around 1240-ish. And uh, I just follow her. Okay, that's <laughs> true. Everybody, we want to thank all of our guests who are in studio today. We had so much fun. In case you're watching on Facebook Live, you can see we are um, covered in food and drink and fun. We're not covered. Uh, but we will. So you think. Uh, so anyway, we uh, thank all of our guests today. We are off for Memorial Day. So everybody, please enjoy and have a delicious week.